Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'll be your show host today, and I'm also the Business Development Manager for Engage. I'll tell you just a little bit more about what Engage is in just a moment, but on behalf of myself and the whole team, I want to welcome you to today's show. Now, we're going to be talking about something today that a lot of people are experiencing. And that is the big changes that we're seeing in B2B sales as a direct result of the pandemic. So today, we're really excited to welcome our guest expert who's going to share with us some of the skills that you need to be successful in these changing times and to really dominate this new world of really what we're calling like virtual sales. She's a LinkedIn expert, and I'll introduce her in just a moment. But if you're joining us, sit back, relax. We've got tons of information and insights coming to you. And I want to remind you to stick around because after today's talk, I will also share our Engage Digital Marketing News of the week. Now, before we get started, I just want to introduce you to Engage. Now, Engage is a free forever platform that offers you 25 plus tools to help you grow and scale your business. So check out our platform after our show. It's going to be N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. There you'll find an assortment of tools to help you grow and scale. And most importantly, what we talk about is optimizing the customer experience. That's what our our um, platform is really good at doing. It helps you provide convenience for your customers by allowing you to engage where your customers are. It allows you to build trust by personalizing engagement and product recommendations. And again, our platform right now is free. So check it out. All the tools are there to help you optimize your customer experience. And we truly believe that optimizing your customer experience is what will give you a competitive edge in our highly competitive world. Also, I want you to check out when you have a chance after our show, EngageLive.com. What you'll find there is a new program that we just launched about two months ago, and it's an opportunity for us to help you produce and broadcast your own live stream show. Our topic next week will be the importance of live streaming, and live streaming is a great way to boost engagement it's a great way to brand yourself and become an influencer. And our program will help you to do all that by not only providing you a show strategy, but also giving you access to streaming software, even a show moderator, repurposed video, and of course, some analytics to see how your show stacked up. So check out Engage Live, N-G-A-G-G-E Live.com after today's show as well for more information about our program. Okay, kids, it's time. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's guest. She is joining us live right now from Colorado, and I absolutely love her name. Vivica Von Rosen is our guest today. She's laughing. Vivica Von Rosen, if you don't know who Vivica is, you need to. Vivica Von Rosen is the co-founder of Vengresso, which is the largest provider of full-spectrum modern digital sales transformation solutions. She's kind of a big deal. Uh, she's known as the LinkedIn expert and the author of the best-selling LinkedIn Marketing an Hour a Day, and as we see in her background, 101 Ways to Rock LinkedIn. She's been named in Forbes four years and running here as a top social media expert and is a regular contributor and has been featured in Forbes, BuzzFeed, Inc., CNN, Entrepreneur, Selling Power, and very recently, the Social Media Examiner. Her business mission 
is to help sales professionals and business owners create more quality and qualified conversations on LinkedIn. Fun fact, when she's not doing that, she's either diving or hang gliding or hiking the trails near her Colorado home. She says basically she loves to be wherever there's no cell reception. Well, we're glad you have cell reception today to join us for our live show. Vivica, welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence. Thank you for being our expert. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I notice I'm disappearing in the background here. Oh, it's that, it's that pretty <laughs> Gotta love hair. green screens. We could talk about that too. <laughs> oh, we should. We should. That'll be fun. Um, well, I, you know what? You're disappearing into the screen, but we hear you perfectly. And we've got, you know, people listening on our podcast. So um, if you can't see it because you're listening to the podcast version, Vivica's got a really cool green screen. It has this beautiful view of Colorado mountains and the title of one of her books, 101 Ways to Rock LinkedIn. So we'll get to that. We're going to learn how to rock LinkedIn and how to really navigate the changing world, right, that has happened because of the pandemic. But before we do that, Vivica, do you want to just tell us a little bit, you know, a quick two-minute Cliff Notes, you know, backstory about what got you so excited about LinkedIn and where you started and how you've now kind of transformed into the LinkedIn expert. We'd love to hear a little backstory about that. Yeah, well, the real short answer is I got the Twitter handle. And so it kind of took off from there. But um, realistically, I was running a co-share space uh, back in 2000 and, uh, 2005, 2006. And I brought in someone to speak about Web 2.0 because that just shows you how long ago it was. <laughs> the fact that the internet was interactive was like a big deal. Um, at the very end of her presentation, she mentioned this thing called LinkedIn. And I thought, oh, wow, I think there was 12, there's somewhere, it was either seven or 12 million members at the time. Um, I think it was 12 million members at the time. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, just, we had a obviously virtual element to our company even back then. I thought, oh, that's so cool. I can, I can potentially have 12 million customers. Needless to say, that didn't happen. Um, you know, but fast forward. I can't do math, 16 years and, uh, you know, 725 million users on LinkedIn, everyone, hopefully everyone in the business world at least knows what it is. A lot of times back then I had to educate people as to what LinkedIn and social media even was. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey. I've had my own company. Um, and then of course we started Vengresso four years ago, four and a half years ago. So it's been a wild ride. I think it's really neat to have you on as a guest because you first-handedly, first-handedly, I think that's the word, <laughs> you've seen the transformation yeah. and you've seen LinkedIn go from 12 million users to how many right now? I, 725 or 45, somewhere in there was the last Incredible. number I saw. So yeah. you've not only moved and changed and shifted and pivoted as LinkedIn has changed, but I'm sure you've seen so many incredible changes in the digital marketing world as well. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't even such a thing as social selling, right? That that only popped right. up about like five, six years ago. Started People started talking. It was social networking and, you know, social media and social media marketing. And so it's, you know, even, even the nomenclature, nomenclature, nomenclature has mm -hmm. changed um, since then. And needless to say, LinkedIn itself has slowly adopted to a lot of the other um, features that other socials have had, like live streaming, for example. Um, you know, uh, there, there's a, LinkedIn is a little bit um, conservative, but eventually it gets there. Well, we're really excited for you to be here because we're talking about B2B sales yeah. um, more specifically. And we're talking about how things have changed due to the pandemic. And one thing I'd like to share with our viewers is a slide, and I will read through it for those of you listening on the audio podcast replay, but what we're seeing is a lot of changes, a lot of trends, and we'll start here with a, a, few, tr a few trends from a global management consulting firm, and I'll read through these, and then maybe Vivica, we'll just talk about these, and then we'll talk about how to adapt and how to change and how to take all of this information and, and make it useful. That's Perfect. Good. So McKinsey and Company, how B2B sales have changed during COVID. This is from a July 14th, 2020 article. So digital is now an essential means of doing business. 
both sellers and customers prefer video conferencing and live chat to phone. I think that's a crazy thing we have to talk about. Yeah. Um, I also think texting now is even more, um, you know, preferred to a phone call. People just don't want to have phone calls. Um, the shift, right, to virtual sales will help sales organizations lower their cost per visit, extend their reach, and significantly improve sales effectiveness. And then also B2B leaders that commit to further digitizing their go-to-market models should derive competitive advantage in the form of more and more loyal customers and there's then their slower moving peers. Now, this is really fun. While I'm reading this to you, talk about pivoting <laughs> and adapting and I was trying to be work. quiet. Because like this darn green screen, like it I was really distracting. It's okay. You know what? I can see you better like that. So hey, let's call it. Let's call it like it is. This is pivoting on the fly. This is being reactionary, pro, pro, proactionary versus reactionary. So I love it. So yeah, Go ahead. let's yeah let's talk about um, you know this first idea that you know obviously being digital is essential. If you're still um, I don't know using spreadsheets maybe <laughs> and you know thinking that just emails you know only or maybe just even having a website or phone calls or yeah yes yeah. or cold or even someone Being came analog. to my door the other day yeah someone <laughs> came to my door the other day and i was in the yard watering a plant yeah and so she caught me i couldn't not yeah. answer the door yeah. <laughs> and i said are you really going door to door like she looked yeah. at me like, da, 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 da. I said, wait, are you, wait, is this happening really in today's <laughs> world, which I think a lot of people don't even feel safe to go door to door. So, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So let's talk about, I mean, I'm going to, you're the expert, so I'm going to really let you lead today's talk, but let's talk about just this idea of why digital is so important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because in a way, if you can add analog elements like going door to door, it, it now that's what differentiates you. Everyone's doing digital and, and being analog is what dif differentiates you. But I do, I love that. McK There's a whole article by McKinsey. Um, and the other really interesting thing that they talked about, and again, this is a year ago, uh, but they did a, a survey and most B2B buyers we're like, yeah, we kind of, we're, we're good with this. We're good with this virtual selling. We're good with people not showing up at our doors, right? We're good with people not doing site visits all the time. We're good with not having to go to conferences and trade shows all the time, all the analog stuff. Um, we're good with this digital world. And so a lot of companies, you know, when COVID happened, we're like, okay, you have to get on LinkedIn, um, mm. you know, without giving any kind of like direction, how do you need to be on LinkedIn? And then they were kind of like, and then when we get back to the office, it'll go back to life as usual. Well, I think we all know ah. we're not getting back to life as normal. We are getting back to analog. We are getting back to, you know, conferences, trade shows, um, site visits, people going door to door in some cases. But there is going to be an element of virtual selling. I think from now on, a lot of companies are, um, or a, a lot of employees are even going, I'm not going to come back to work for you if you make me go back to the office. At least if you make me go back to the office full time. I like being the digital nomad. I like being able to work out of my home in Colorado or go to my place in Costa Rica or, you know, go on vacation in Belize and be able to, well, okay, who takes vacation, but be able to work from <laughs> wherever I am. And um, it's interesting. I did an interview last week, I think it was, um, and we were talking about this, you know, the 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 great exodus and the fact that 95, I, that that's insane to me. I'm like, did you check your numbers? 95% of employees uh, have are thinking about or have considered either going off and starting their own thing or changing companies or, you know, um, staying with a company, but only if they can they can work digitally. 95, the great exodus. And so companies have to realize like this, this virtual selling, the ability to stay at your home office or go wherever you want, quite frankly, and still do the work is staying. So we need to learn and we need to teach our employees how to do that more effectively. And it's not just going to be on marketing shoulders because that's what a lot of people are saying. Well, you know, well, marketing can deal with that. Marketing can deal with all, all of the getting the awareness out there and, and, and driving the leads home. No, sales has to be involved in what marketing used to do 
as much as marketing needs to be, and we can we can break that down. What I'm talking about, um, but that 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 uh, that division between marketing and sales um, that's the other thing that's really collapsed during the you know the pandemic and people realizing they have to get online. So we could we could deep dive into all of that. Yeah, well, I think you touched on something that is a key driving point to this too. It's people are realizing you can still have a human connection through digital. Exactly. And I think in the past, we weren't forced to do these Zooms. We weren't forced right. to live stream, right? We weren't forced yeah. to. So therefore we said, no. Not going to um, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not talking to someone through a screen. That's weird. Yeah. Well, now we're forced to do it. And so we're going, wow, it's true. Seeing somebody's facial expressions when you have a conversation through the yeah. screen is so much more effective than... Oh my God, like, you know, like a phone call, but also this whole change too, with people saying it's not the work-life balance, it's the life-work yeah. balance. Yes. And yeah, if someone can do their job effectively um, in in a way that's timely, in a way that works yeah. for them and gets the job done and the product yeah. is there, but they can still sneak away for their son's baseball game at yes. them because they're working from home. Exactly. Don't you want that employee versus the disgruntled employee who's tired from the hour-long commute, right? Coming yeah. into the office, haven't had time for breakfast, grumpy because they're missing their son's baseball yeah. game, whatever, whatever. So I think uh, this shift is not only, as you mentioned, it's changing the way companies work and handle their employees, but then of course it's changing the way companies do business as well. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Well, and yeah, and if you think about, I mean, commuting, my commute now is like, you know, maybe three to four seconds down <laughs> downstairs to my office, unless unless I'm going to Costa Rica and that's like eight hours. But, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. but, but all of that time where, and the other thing about it is, some of us work better in the evening. Some of us work better in the morning. As long as you get your work done, um, don't you, to your point, don't you want your employees to be the most effective they can be? And if they work better rolling out of bed at 5 a.m. doing their workout and starting their work and working from 6 till 2 or 6 a.m. till 2, you know, wouldn't you want them to do that if they're producing more? Now, obviously, in the case where you've got Zoom meetings and you have to meet with a client, either virtually or in real life, um, you need to make those appointments. But right. for the rest of the time, like, why wouldn't you want your employee to work as effectively as possible when they can? I agree. I agree. And that's really changed the way that, like I said, come. And I even think, yeah. too, with the unemployment situation, right? Yeah. We all know things soon are going to be probably ending, right? And so yeah. there's going to be a huge overflow of people probably trying to return to the workplace exactly. who have no other choice. Um, if you're smart, you're out there looking for a job now. Yes, that right in now. Mind. Do not wait until <laughs> September because, oh my goodness. But um, I don't know. I think I think the whole world's kind of in for a rude awakening with yeah. that. But, you know, companies also are still struggling to find right? People who want exactly. to, like you said, go to the office. Well, but that's the other cool thing is now yeah. companies are not limited to, you know, within 20 to 30 square miles of their office building. Mm -hmm. Like at Vangresso, half of our employee base is in Bogota or Medellin, Colombia, you know, um, the, the, the leadership is all over the U S and so why would you want to limit yourself to just, you know, a small geography, provided you don't have a business that that has to have that that physical presence, you know, obviously hairdressers. Yeah. Know, say hairdressers, nail techs. <laughs> exactly. Um, nail techs. Landscapers have to be exactly, someplace. Exactly. Um, waiters, people in the service industry have to be someplace. Yeah. But if you're a consultant, if yeah. you are a marketing um, guru, somebody like you, you know, with your digital yeah. marketing company, if you are even like me, I mean, the word virtual host never existed until right. Yeah. I was a TV host and now yes. I'm like, no, I'm a TV media and virtual host, right? Yeah. I'll host an event virtually. It's pretty cool. Exactly. But let's dive in then. Um, gosh, I feel like I could talk to you all day, but because you're so <laughs> let's dive into, um, into how companies, right? I yeah. guess can start to be proactionary, right? Versus yeah, exactly. obviously we are being reactionary, but yeah. what we can do then to maintain this competitive advantage 
Um, I'm sure there are companies and businesses and industries out there that are still like, ah, like, do yeah. I have to do it? So yeah. how can we get the competitive advantage? What can we do? Um, let's talk about virtual selling and let's talk sure. about, I mean, there's so much, but let's, there's so let's, much. We'll just, we'll yeah. just kind of start at the very beginning. We, we literally have six phases, so we'll just move right through them. So the okay. first is what we have been talking about is mindset. You know, the, 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 the POCs, um, at the individuals who have stake in the game at the company, whether it's head of marketing, head of sales, head of the company, they have to understand much of what we've already been talking about. Like this is here to stay virtual selling, virtual marketing, virtual, whatever you want to call it, virtual transformation. It's here to stay. It's not going away. So they have to get that mindset. Um, and then they have to understand that with virtual selling, there is uh, there is a blending between sales and marketing. So, you know, if sales and marketing like hated each other and never talked to each other, they need to get over it. They need to come together in a kumbaya moment and realize that 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 support is going to be needed if the company is going to be successful. So that mindset and then getting your employees on board, like, listen, I know you hate the webcam. I know you hate the camera. I know you'd much rather go play tennis or or golf with your prospect or with your client. But for a while, things are going to change. And by the way, here's a stat. Here's a stat. Here's a stat. Here's a stat about you know how much more successful companies and individuals that employ social selling are compared to their colleagues who don't. So you need to get that mindset initially, or you just won't have the buy-in. But once you've got that mindset, and let's just assume everyone on the on the call or listening to the podcast or who's on the live has that mindset because you're here right now. Once you've got that mindset, then the next thing is making sure that your digital brand is aligned and strong. So obviously we talk about LinkedIn because we're we're very much focused on B2B. Um, but you know, if you're if your if your um prospects and your clients are in, in are on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Clubhouse or wherever they are or Twitter, then you you want to do this on that platform. Or if they're in all of them, then you want to do it across the platform. But you want to make sure that your digital brand is strong. Now on LinkedIn, that means not just your company page, because a lot of companies will go like, well, we've got a company page, we're good. <laughs> but what they don't realize is their employees, especially their customer-facing employees, they might have an old company still on their profile. Their profiles almost definitely look like resumes, not resources mm -hmm. for the buyer. Mm -hmm. um, they might have like quota crushing sales guy. We had a we worked with a company who I won't name, but they were in this space. They were in digital sales, di the digital sales, digital marketing space. And so when we were first prospecting them, they're kind of like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we got this. So we're like, okay, cool. Um, but just so you know. You know, we just did a search on your company and we sorted by sales and the top three salespeople to show up at your company. Um, one guy, no, no lie, had a skull and crossbones background image. Stop. I am not even, I wish I was kidding. Oh. Um, the other person had a barely there resume type profile um, that talked about, you know, quota crushing sales dude president's club. Like, oh, that, that, I do not want to be sold to by that person. Um, and the other one apparently still worked at Google. So oh. <laughs> still worked at Google. So we're like, okay, we know you're, you know, gurus in this, in this industry, but just so you know, this is how your salespeople are showing up. So we ended up working with them. Um, and, you know, I just want to interrupt you for one second yeah. because I was taught very long ago, perception yeah. is reality. Mm -hmm. How you are perceived and what someone sees, especially with that first impression, we all know yes. you get one chance to make a good first impression. Exactly. We get notified whenever someone looks at our LinkedIn profile. Yes. Right? So most of the time they look and they connect or they don't connect. Or they move on yeah. or they don't, or they message you or they don't. They very rarely come back around and look again, if you know that's, this. That's right? exactly so 100% You have that right. one chance to make an impression, that one yeah. chance to wow somebody, again, not with a resume, but right. what you can do for them and how you can solve their pain points. Yeah, 100%. You know, LinkedIn actually did some research and 75% of your prospects are actually researching you on LinkedIn. And so, mm. yeah, to your point, and if you Google, like if you Google my name, Vivica Von Rosen, 
or if you Google your own name, um, chances are your LinkedIn profile is, you know, somewhere on that first page. Um, yeah. And usually it's the first or second thing that shows up. And just think about it. If your buyer, your modern buyer, your B2B modern buyer who is savvy in the way of all things online and they're Googling you and your LinkedIn profile shows up, like go ahead and do it right now. Google yourself. See if your if your LinkedIn profile is one of the first things that shows up and then click through to it. Would you buy from yourself right now? And be honest, be honest. Would you buy from yourself right now? Is your LinkedIn profile, to Marissa's point, more of a resume? You know, I did this and I did this and I did this. When when me as a buyer, I'm going to your profile, do I think you're looking for a job? And if you're looking for a job, I don't want to buy from you because I want us to be in a committed relationship. I want you to be by my side and my trusted advocate as I move through the buyer's journey. If I think you're looking for a job, I'm going to move on to the next person. And so if you can create a profile that's more of a resource to your buyer, now they're, they're a lot more likely to stick on your profile and follow through and engage with you. And that's where we start going, you start hearing or getting pushback from the sellers like, well, that's marketing, right? My, my LinkedIn profile is mine and maybe it is a resume and maybe I am looking for a job. Why should I be doing marketing's job? Well, there is no right or wrong. There's no, you know, unfortunately, it's just the way it is. The way LinkedIn shows up in the world and the way that your profile is going to show up when your buyers do searches, we can't enforce, even, even if we throw, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of SEO dollars at it, we can't guarantee that the LinkedIn, or I'm sorry, that your company's website is what's going to show up when someone searches on your name. It's going to be LinkedIn. So, so do that. Google yourself. Take a look at your profile. Would you buy from yourself? And then let's talk about what we can do to make sure that your profile is more of a resource to your audience rather than a resume. So the first thing is hit up your marketing team for a background image. Or if you have your own company and you're listening in right now and you don't have a marketing team, there's lots of resources out there for you to go and get either free background images or have someone design background images. And if you're live on all the socials, then make sure that those background images align, you know, at least as far as your, your style sheet is at least as far as logos, colors, fonts, etc. Now we're at Vangresso, we're doing a whole rebrand. So we're going to be creating background images, multiple background images for multiple socials. And we're going to let our employees choose like, okay, do you like orange? Do you like blue? Do you like yellow? And we'll have those um, options available, but it will all be on brand and on message. So that's number one, make sure that you've got that background image and then make sure that all your employees are adding them to their profiles. And you might have five employees, you might have 40 employees, you might have 4,000 employees. If the person with five employees or 40 employees gets all of their employees engaged and mm -hmm. into that LinkedIn branding, you're gonna look bigger than the company that's got you know, 4,000 employees, but only 1% actually putting anything up there. And so make sure that you've got those background images and that it matches your company page image and then it matches your Facebook and your Twitter, et cetera. That branding is huge. Now, the pushback we always get is it's my profile. I don't have to do it. <laughs> and that's true. Your employees own their profile and they don't have to add anything you ask them to. And it's, it's really, right, a rising tide floats all boats. You're co-branding with the company or just let the employee know that they're co-branding with you. And the more that they do that, the more they're going to succeed, the more the company succeed, the more they're going to have a job tomorrow. So even if they're not in sales, even if they're not in marketing, if they're not, even if they're not customer success, you want to get all of your employees with that strong visual branding. That's all very good and really good insights because that was a weird sentence. That's all very good. But I'm just thinking because I was like 10 steps ahead in my brain. We recently did a five-part series for our Engage News of the Week sharing yeah. tips for the company page, right? Yes. How to get more boost engagement on your company page. And one of the tips we shared was really featuring your employees, right? Getting them excited Absolutely. about posting and tagging the company. And yes. That whole being consistent with the branding, the logo and all of that, because then you 
you you jive right yeah as yes as a team really and yeah it's like having when you first got on Facebook and you started first getting your first like, yeah. friends, right? You yes. become this cool spider web network and a team. Christopher just joined us and he commented, this is great. Uh, he said, companies can incentivize brand yes. profiles. And that's true because it's almost 100%. like a team spirit award. You know what I yeah. mean? It was yeah. like, I've got spirit. How about you? You know, yeah, like I'm a <laughs> and I'm excited. Christopher, that's the, actually a really great idea is to incentivize your employees. Yep. I know um, I worked at a shopping network here in Minnesota as a host uh, before the pandemic. And yeah. they did. They expected us to be posting yeah. on our personal social media, yeah. right, about our shows coming up. And, you know, it, you know, did that make sense necessarily for my the, my my demographic maybe wasn't who would shop, right? right. But you know, in general, they, someone might've, someone yeah, might've seen it because like, yeah, I need some rain boots. Yeah. I'll tune in at 2 PM, right? Exactly. Rubber ducky rain boots or something, but you know, in their mind, I think it also, um, rightfully so showed like a positive company alignment in yeah. terms of being proud where you work, wanting to share yeah. it with your friends and your network, et cetera. So yeah. there is something to be said about, um, about being, um, you know, just that employee advocacy, getting that. Yeah, there's um. so there's I th there, there's three rabbit holes I want to go down. So the first one is Christopher's 100 percent right. Like, you know, if if, you know, getting more pipeline and making more sales is not incentive enough or or maybe you're not in sales. So that means nothing to you. Um, Yeah. Incentivize them with, you know, it can be it could be company swag. It could be a trip to Hawaii. It could be, you know, uh, a, a, an Amazon gift card. And we've seen them all. We, we, we highly recommend to our, um, our, our, our points of contact, um, the leadership that, that hires us, that they incentivize the learners, you know, in some way, shape or form. Because you'd be surprised, 250 bucks, it's just not that much money. But right. you get someone, it's not even about the money. You get people who are competitive and salespeople are competitive and they want to win that 250 bucks and they are going to go nuts in order Agreed. to get that 250. Girl, one time uh, I worked at a company and they gave everybody a free turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Just as a holiday thank you. And it was like yeah. a gift card. You brought it to the grocery store and you got a free like 15 pound turkey or I don't yeah. even know. It is the littlest thing. And yes, yeah. I'm sure 400 turkeys, you know, added up. Yeah, but yeah. they said, okay, we can't do a $100 gift card or we can't do this, but what can yeah. we do? And that just brought together the team that brought together the yeah. company. The, the employees felt appreciated. And as we've talked about exactly. this big shift where people are leaving their jobs because they don't feel appreciated. Yes. Yeah. Incentivizing your employees is huge. By the way, Christopher also suggested maybe creating company specific profiles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what I'm talking about. So we'll get into employee advocacy. Remind me to talk about that because LinkedIn okay. actually has a new employee advocacy tool that it's built into its company pages. But okay. Christopher brings me back to the road I wanted to go down anyway. Yeah, 100%. You want your, your employees' LinkedIn profiles to reflect the company, but you can't just say, which a lot of people did, okay, get on, get on LinkedIn. I'm not frozen right now. That's like all they did. It's like, okay, you got to get on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then the people are like, okay, and, and what? what? Right, right. right. And even though LinkedIn kind of gives you some, some guidelines, they don't do a really good job, which is whew, why we have a business. Um, so background images, first of all, make it easy for your employees. Build a template. We, we build with our clients. We build whole workbooks for them areas that they can customize, areas that they can copy and paste. We show them different ways of doing things. They can go with the way we recommend. They can do their own thing. It really just depends on, you know, their their geography, their vertical, whatever. And so you want to make it as easy as possible. And to Christopher's point, you want company um, advocacy on your personal profile. So background images. The other thing is your photo. You want your photo to look like you do now because we are jumping on Zoom. A lot mm. of people relied on phone calls before, right? And right. so you never, you, you don't, you don't usually FaceTime a new prospect on your phone. So they didn't see what you looked like. 
Um, so it was okay, you know, to go with the 20, 25 year old photo where you were younger. Um, you didn't necessarily. And you had look on better. the double breasted suit. And you had on the double breasted right? suit. And exactly. I watched American Psycho last night. Yeah. And I've never seen it before. And I was like, this fashion's incredible. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. And yeah. people, um, well, we can talk about this later, but um, there's also just differences too in how much people care about how they look too yeah, with like yeah. these Zoom meetings. And that's a whole yeah. other topic. That's but, a whole, but to your point, yeah. you know, a lot of people, especially in B2B companies, had the kind of stick up your rear end type look. And let's face it, where a lot of people on Zoom, you know, if we're even dressed from the waist up, if we even have done our hair or done our makeup. Oh my God, thank goodness Zoom does makeup now. But um, because there's been time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Zoom there, has a, okay. We're, it'll we're do your it'll do your lipstick. That. It'll do I your do, brows. I do so many <laughs> zooms when we talk hair? when I talk to guests. So okay, that's a whole nother tutorial. That'll be our second engage news of the week. That'll be our we're going to learn how to do our makeup on Zoom. Steve, and, and trim your beard, trim your goatee. So, and a lot, you know, so a lot of guys uh, um, have have got facial hair now that you know they're they're not forced to go into the office where there's a dress code. A lot of women have let their hair grow, um, or it's a different color now. Uh, it's natural color, um, or you know, or whatever. And so you want to look like your photo. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, you want to look like you actually look like because. Two reasons. First of all, a lot of a lot of sales folks are jumping on Zoom and turn the damn camera on, um, and then I'll we can go off that diatribe too. But the other thing is LinkedIn has a really cool new feature called video cover stories, which you can only get on your mobile device. So when you go to um, when you go to your LinkedIn profile on your mobile device, you'll see there's like an orange plus sign, and that allows you to do a 30 second video. 30 seconds telling people who you are, who you I help, how you I help them. Yes. Yes. So if you go to mine, you'll see it. Once you've got it, you'll see I've it on other yours. people's. Yeah. And yeah, you'll see it. It's it's like a picture of me. And then I start talking. Um, now I did that on purpose. I had a, I have a much better picture of myself. I actually did a photo shoot because I'm one of the few people actually lost weight. I went into like a whole fitness regime when COVID hit because I wasn't traveling all the time. I wasn't eating restaurant food all the time. I actually, to your point, had time to do exercise because I wasn't commuting. Um, and so I actually lost a little weight. So I got a whole new photo shoot done. Um, so I have much better photos that I could put on, on, uh, on, my, on LinkedIn. But to walk my talk, I just literally took a screenshot of myself in front of my green screen. And then I shot the video. Um, you want to shoot it vertically. I shot the video and then I, okay, truth be told, I did like 18 times, um, but then I uploaded it because for me, keeping it to 30 seconds, I was always like, like 31 seconds. I'm like, eh, eh. so, and the first three seconds show. So you've got this movement all of a sudden. So for people who were relying on LinkedIn, um, it was black, you know, well, it's not black and white, but it was still you know, it wasn't interactive. People didn't get to sense of who you were, but now they're going to see you move. They're going to know that there's a video there and now they get to see you and hear you. And my friend, John Jantz, who just wrote um, a, a new book, he it's instead of the, instead of um, the buyer's, uh, the buyer's journey, which is usually people have it as a flat line. We usually have a circle. He's got the buyer's journey as a, um, as a, uh, what am I trying? I'm like, as a sexy lady, no, as a hourglass, hourglass. That's what I was trying to say. And so no, like trust, you know, a lot of us do the no, like trust. So that's good. And we can talk about that, but video does a lot towards moving them from no to like, to trust, to try. I love that to try to buy and then repeat and refer. And so having that video baked into your LinkedIn profile gets them from no, because they found you on Google, they know you, it moves them into like, which simply means they kind of align with you. They jive with you. Basically, you're not turning them off. And by the way, if your video turns them off, then you probably don't want to work with them anyway, because if your video turns them off, then your real life is going to turn them off. And do you want to work with someone who's like, doesn't want to work with you because they don't like your voice or no, you don't. So don't even right. worry about it. But it's going to attract a lot more people to you who jive with you. So that's the no like trust. And then we'll we'll talk about the rest later. But to back up, we've got the background image. We've got a picture that looks like you. If you're into it, 
Go to your phones right now. Go to your profile. See if you've got that orange plus sign. Don't shoot the video because we want you to pay attention to us for the next 20 minutes. But uh, shoot the video after. Do that 30, 30 second video commercial. Then the other thing you'll notice on your phone only is you have an opportunity to do um, its name pronunciation. But to me, it's a 10 second elevator speech. So you you do pronounce your name, especially if you've got a name that people mess up all the time, like me. So, hey, this is Vivica Von Rosen, Chief Visibility Officer with Ben Gresso, helping, helping you. Let me do that again. Hey, this is Vivica Von Rosen, Chief Visibility Officer with Ben Gresso, helping B2B buyers create more quality and qualified conversations. So cool. just a little sound bite, right? And that, yeah, yeah, I have to do that like 10 times too. Um, you have to keep it within 10 seconds, but now people can hear your voice so they can see your face and they can see the movement. Now they can hear your voice. So this very static LinkedIn profile is suddenly turning into this interactive you know, uh, event that your buyers can really get a better sense of who you are. Then you continue on with that with a headline. So your headline, it's usually title at company. If I, you know, if I'm a CVO at Vengresso, you have no idea what I do. Like no one knows what a Vengresso is. No one knows what a CVO is. It's chief visibility officer. So I'm the chief visibility officer at Vengresso, which is like soup, a race car. I don't know. So instead yeah, of having good that, point, which good point, good point, right? Good point. No one, and, yeah. and at least an engage it kind of like you get an idea. This must be some kind of engagement, but it doesn't really speak to what Engage does. So you want to expand, you get 220 characters. It's not a lot, but it's it, it, you you do have an opportunity there to speak to your buyers. Who are they? How do you help them? And then who are you? So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you see I got a whole bunch of stuff in there, 220 characters. But again, helping, qual helping B2B sales um, leaders create more quality and quality qualified conversations on LinkedIn. And then our taglines, prospect better, sell more. And then I, we even have our free piece of software on there, flymessage.io. And then we have Vengresso. And then I even have a couple hashtags like hashtag LinkedIn expert and some other stuff, hashtag personal branding. So there's a lot that you can get in that headline. Um, And another ninja trick, if you put in, like instead of putting in engage, put in engage.com, then whenever LinkedIn sends messages from you to whoever you messaged on LinkedIn, or maybe you shared some content or something. When LinkedIn sends anything from you, they include, include that picture and your, your name and your headline and that .com becomes hyperlinkable. So it's like the only time it becomes, it's not hyperlinked in the profile. It used to be, it's not anymore. It, you know, it's not they hyperlinked in the, on profile. the profile. They want to keep but, you on the platform. So they, yeah, don't they want to keep you on. Exactly. Yeah. But that's I guess they figure tip, if we're going to send an email for you, then we yeah. don't care where people go after. Wow. That's a great tip. So that's a little ninja trick there. And yeah. we're, we're not even below the fold yet. The other thing that people miss out on all the time, and in, in fact, go to your LinkedIn profile right now. Click on contact info. It'll be just to the right of uh, your location. I'm going to mine. Hang on. All right. Go to your profile. I've been watching the show though, so I got to get out of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, click on your contact info. You should have up to three websites listed and they should be current. And so a lot of times people have like their, their last company that they worked for when they built their, or wherever they worked when they first built their profile for the first time. But you have an opportun opportunity um, of doing two things. Obviously, adding up to three websites, landing pages. Um, you can put your calendar link in there if you've got, you know, you use Calendly or Pointly or Schedule Once or any of those tools that are very helpful and handy for setting up appointments. Um, you can put your YouTube channel in there. You can put your, you know, whatever. You got three opportunities to put a hyperlink. And here's the ninja trick. Wait a minute. I have to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. On my phone, I don't even see contact info. Oh, okay. So contact info. I'm sorry. I should have, I should have, uh, yeah, let me see. It, it might be It may not on show your on your phone. Yeah. I think you want, I'm talking browser. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Because I was talking phone before. You're 100% right. It's okay. It's okay. Good to know. I'm all like, oh my gosh, mine's not even <laughs> Where on. Where is it? Where is it? Um, yeah, good point. It's not there. And so that's very I think if we go strange. to, yeah, Isn't that, that is very strange. Funny? Okay. So yes, only that's good for me to know. And we had a client the other day said, it's not there. And I'm like, no, no, it is to the right of yours. So they were probably on their mobile device, um, mm -hmm. on browser only go online, Google yourself on your browser only, and then go into contact info on the browser and then see, um, 
if you've got your websites. So the, the ninja trick here is to the right of where you actually add the URL, to the right of that, there's a little drop down. And so it's going to say company, personal, blog, blah, blah, blah. The last option is other. Choose other because then you get 30 characters to describe what that website is. So again, no one knows what a Vingresso is. But if I choose other, then I can type in digital sales transformation. And then next to Vingresso.com, it says digital sales transformation. Next to Calendly.com, it says book time with me. Next to Amazon.com forward slash Vivicus forward slash 9644989443321, it says 101 ways, one ways to rock LinkedIn, right? So you choose the other in the dropdown and you can actually describe what that website is because that's one of the few places where people can, can actually click on a link and be driven to wherever you want to drive them to. So make sure that contact info, which is easier to access through the browser, um, is, is customized. So that's another little ninja trick. And then the other thing to Christopher's point is they moved the uh, media section up underneath the profile to what's called featured media now. So mm -hmm. it used to be kind of one and done. Again, people probably uploaded media the first time they built their profile, if they even did, and they haven't looked at it since. But now you've got this kind of static in that it's always on your LinkedIn profile, but you you want to keep adding helpful, useful information, blog posts, podcasts, white sheets, um, testimonials, case studies, you know, all of these different pieces of media that are great resources for your buyer, just go to your link, just go to your website. Like, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully you've got it all there on your website and you can add two shows up really nicely. Three turns it into a carousel. Um, five, uh, I'm sorry, seven thumbnails will show up in the carousel. And then if you add more than seven pieces of content, it turns into a, a dropdown list, but that's a great opportunity for you to pull helpful, useful content into your profile. So yeah, if you've got a podcast, if you've got a live show, you want to make sure that you're getting that content in there and, and set that expectation and start training people to go back to your profile more and more often. Your profile almost becomes a mini website or a mini sales page that you can kind of train your buyers into going to, to get information about what they need to know. So again, resource, not resume. And it, and yeah, as a salesperson, I am not expecting you to start your own live stream. Although if you do, you're going to kill it. But but I don't expect you to. But I do expect you to go to your website and see what marketing's already created for you and go through there and see if there's some great pieces of media that your buyers, you know, are going to find useful. And if there's not, then you need to have a conversation with marketing and say, "You you guys are completely off on who the buyer persona is. Like you you're creating all this great content for entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, but we work with B2B salespeople. Or for me, it was the opposite. I had a whole, I had a whole audience of entrepreneurs, but we focused on B2B sales. And, and so while I made that transformation from, from entrepreneurship to, to, you know, corporate sales, I like had to get my marketing team to, to create some nice um, kind of bridge the gap type content that would, that would, that would be useful to both individuals and companies. And so, you know, so work with your marketing team to get that content and then get that content into that featured section. And then the last thing I'll talk about on your profile, then we can talk about whatever else we want to in the last 10 minutes, um, is that about section, a lot of people only have three lines and it's usually a resume, right? Like, you know, customer service experience, uh, a professional with 25 years of experience, like you, by that high up in your profile, you haven't earned the right yet to talk about yourself. So Ooh. you still want to continue to talk about your buyer and you want them to click on the little read more or see more link because they're only going to see the first three lines. And so you want to say something impactful. You want to grab their attention. We call it a call to read. You want to ask the question that your buyers are always asking other than how much money is this going to cost me, right? If they're like, I don't know how to... I don't know how to launch a digital sales transformation company with my, with my company. How do I do it? So then my question back to them is, Hey, are you a B2B sales leader? And you know, your salespeople have to get, you know, have to get savvy on how to use LinkedIn and sales navigator. No problem. That's what we do. 
we've helped blah, 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 do blah, 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 blah. And we do blah, 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 blah. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to address my buyer. I'm going to, I'm going to reflect back to him or her, their question about their biggest point of pain. And then I'm going to talk about how I can solve that, how my company can solve that. So you always want to get that call to read. It's either a statement, a quote, um, a, a statistic, or a question that they're like, oh my God, I want to learn more about this. And then they're going to click on the see more. And now suddenly you've got 2,600 characters where you can develop how you can help them. So that's- I am taking notes all about, ravagely. About <laughs> yes, I'm taking ravage notes over here because- these are all things that will make your LinkedIn profile a virtual meet and greet and give yeah. a potential buyer or prospect a true feeling and energy and look at who you are. And yeah. as you talked to earlier, the like, trust, know, it's going to make them feel like yeah. they know you. Yes. And therefore, if they're feeling that there's that energy and that they know you and you're yeah. likable, trustable, then they're going to want to yeah. do business with you. Exactly. Exactly. And then finally, because I know we only have a couple more minutes left. So I want to give the marketers out there or the business owners out there the easiest way for your employees to share your content on your LinkedIn company page. And you have to be an administrator. If you're not, make sure your marketing person makes you an administrator. But on your LinkedIn company page, there is a new feature that allows you to write content. It's called Recommend. So you literally go into content down to recommend. It's an employee advocacy tool. You will write the post for your employees. You will add the media. You will add the at mentions. This is the only place where at mentions works at, as an employee advocacy tool. So you'll at mention relevant individuals or companies, add those hashtags, add those emojis, let the, you know, let the reader know what they're getting into, add the media there. And then when you add it to your LinkedIn profile, it goes into a place, um, I think it's called recommendations. I have to look at it again. But all your employees have to do is literally click on the share button. And it's not like it's not like sharing an article where they have to write all that out. It's literally taking that post as it is written and putting it on their profiles. So as you want to give them written it. And like they've written it, nice. like they've now they can edit it. Like, so before they hit share again, they can edit it. So if, you know, if, if they want to change it, they can, but all they have to do is click on the share button. And that is way easier than anything else out there. Like you can invest hundreds or thousands of dollars a month in employee advocacy tool. In fact, we do at Fangresso because we, this, this one feature wasn't out yet. But, um, but now you can write every and give them options. Don't just do one a day, do two or three or four posts a day and give them whatever options they want and then get that content out there because your company page might have a hundred followers, a thousand followers, even 10,000 followers. But for an example, um, our company page has like 10,000 ish followers, but our employee networks are in the millions between my network, Mario's network, um, our employees' networks. We have millions of viewers. So do we want to just share content on our company page or do we want our 40 employees? And that's not a lot. Do we want our 40 employees to go in and share that content by pressing one button? Yes. Plan B, please, because that's going to get a whole lot more visibility for the company. And it's super easy. It sounds super easy. And I didn't realize yeah. that tool was available. Brand new. It's brand new. Brand new. And so yeah. we've been talking a lot, like I said in the past, about how to boost engagement on your company page. Yeah. And if you've got this incredible network of employees, like like Vivica said, maybe it is only 10 or 100, yeah. don't forget that they all have thousands, even tens of thousands in yeah. their networks. Exactly. So advantage of that, you know, really spider web effect. and. Um, do take advantage of all the tools LinkedIn offers yeah. to not only build your company page, but yeah. really create this LinkedIn kind of network. Yeah. And by the way, everything I've talked about today is free. None of this is part of, of the premium LinkedIn, including including the new employee advocacy tool on, on uh, LinkedIn company pages, which used to be thousands of dollars a month, by the way. <laughs> now it's free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So obviously there's been this huge shift. The pandemic 
you know, it was it was shifting already, but the pandemic yeah. really, you know, kind of jump started it into crazy fast paced, you know, yes. happenings. Um, but we are seeing that digital marketing, a digital presence, um, tools like Zooming and even our platform, yeah. right? Our platform gives, for instance, yes, we have our own, you know, streaming system, uh, Jitsi Meet on, you know, through Engage, um, but also the opportunity people are communicate. People have so many different choices now, right? And thanks to digital marketing, it's so much easier to see what your competitors are doing. It's so much easier to comparison shop. When customers have endless choices, you have to make it that much more obvious why they need to choose you. And yes. the no like trust is a big part of it. And you can use your LinkedIn profile and all these tools that Vivica shared with us to do that. But then on top of that, work on that customer optimization of their experience when they do become yeah. a client, right? Make it convenient for them to communicate with you. Um, make sure you're communicating with customers where they are. If they're on the website, have the chat box, yes. right? Have a chat yeah. box so that they can leave questions or leave their contact information. If they're on Facebook or Instagram, you know, make sure you figure out the buyer persona and you know where your customer mm -hmm. is going to be. Make sure that you can communicate with them efficiently and consistently on those places too by streamlining and having all those different places come to one inbox, right? There's yeah. so many different tools that can take you further into creating that optimized experience. So once they're your customer too, they do remain loyal and they do continue to want to work with you, exactly. right? Getting the customer is one thing, right? But maintaining the customer is a whole nother thing. And I think digital marketing makes it easier in some aspects, but also makes it more challenging as well. Because that's what I love about engage, right? Because what, what John Jance was talking about was try by repeat refer and engage lets them try by repeat refer, refer, refer. I think referrals are so key. So yeah, Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Well, I feel like we really just touched on the tip of uh, today's topic. So I don't know, Vivica, we might need to have you back. We might for have to come show. back. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, um, let's share with our audience. Um, let's share with our audience uh, a few different ways that they can connect with you after today's show. So first and foremost, I want to share how they can connect with you on LinkedIn, because yep. that is where you are known as an expert. So um, let's share your, your handle. Uh, and yeah, especially so. for those of you listening on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy. It's LinkedIn Expert. And in fact, if you just Google LinkedIn Expert after the paid ads, and uh, LinkedIn squeezed me out with an organic post. But after all the paid ads and the organic post, if you Google LinkedIn Expert, my LinkedIn profile should be the first one that shows up. And just let me know. I'm, I'm at my 30,000 limit, but just let me know that you heard me on this show today. Um, and I'll for sure, you know, kick somebody out and 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 bring you in. Love that. She'll make room for one of the engagements. I'll make room for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And also check out Vivica's company page as well and see how she's putting, you know, she's not just talking the talk, she's walking the walk. So check out how she's using some of the tools she shared with us today. And her company name is Ven Gresso. It's V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O. For those of you- And I love how you say she. No, it's it's our marketing team. <laughs> Okay, got it. Well, I used to do all that when I had LinkedIn to business, but yeah, we got a marketing team now. Thank oh, you, Shannon. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it is your company that you founded. So it is. It is. And, and we do all the... <laughs> but yeah. so check we out do our, all the best practices. Check out the company page, Ben Gresso. And then lastly, I'm excited. You want to share um, with our audience your book and give them a yeah. chance to get a PDF copy of your book. Yeah. So if you just go to that link, uh, vengresso.com forward slash 100 dash ways dash two dash rock dash LinkedIn, um, or just go to the link. It's way easier. Yeah. You can get a PDF, uh, free PDF version of the whole book, the whole book. So if you like taking notes and stuff, buy it on Amazon. It's like 10, 15 bucks. But um, if you want it for free, then uh, absolutely just go to the link and we'll give you a free version. Awesome. And for the podcast listeners, I'll go through that one more time. It's vengresso, V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com forward slash 101 dash ways dash two dash rock dash LinkedIn. You can get a free PDF version 
of Vivica's book. Take advantage of that. I mean, Vivica is, you know, has been recognized by Forbes, Inc. Magazine. Um, I'm trying, she's been on the social media examiner to have her on our show today, sharing this wealth of information. I mean, she is touted as the LinkedIn expert. So if she's offering her book, take advantage of that. Please connect with her on LinkedIn as well. Let yes. her know you heard her on the Engage podcast. Um, I'm going to keep you around, Vivica, for sure. Engage News of the Week, because I'd love for you to weigh in because we shared your LinkedIn, but you are on LinkedIn, you are on Facebook, you are on Instagram. So let's share this week's News of the Week, and then I'd love for you to weigh in and tell me what your thoughts are. Sure. So this week's News of the Week is great news for content creators, as Facebook plans to pay out $1 billion now through 2022 to users who create content for its Facebook and Instagram social networks. Wow. It's one way the company hopes to attract influencers to continue creating content for its platforms as it competes with other competing platforms like TikTok. As part of the initiative, it plans to roll out new bonus programs by the end of the year that will pay creators for hitting specific milestones. The company said it plans to launch dedicated spaces within its Instagram app this summer and the Facebook app this fall, where creators can go to learn what bonuses they can work toward. And among the upcoming bonus programs is a Reels Summer bonus program wow. that will launch in the coming weeks and pay U.S. users who create great Reels content for Instagram. And if you're not familiar with Reels, it's a full-length, short-length video um, it's a full screen, short length video feature that was launched on Instagram in 2020 to compete with TikTok. TikTok, yeah. And you can find the reels at, um, basically it's like a different tab on your LinkedIn and it'll be posts and then reels. Reels are fun. You can edit things together, music. It's pretty, pretty neat. But what do you think about, uh, this whole incentivizing a program and, uh, what it might do for these platforms and for, content creators. Yeah, as a content creator, I love it because, um, you know, LinkedIn had an influencer program, which, you know, I, you couldn't even, I mean, you could apply for it, but you weren't going to get it. Um, and, and they were really, I, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't terribly fussy over, you know, who they considered to be influencers or not. So I love the idea that Facebook is going to open that up and truly let the influencers be influencers, let the people who are creating great content you know, get the visibility and, and paid for it. Like LinkedIn doesn't pay anybody. In fact, when I went to, when I wrote my first book, which was, and don't buy it, it's, it's so old, but LinkedIn marketing <laughs> an hour a day. Um, I tried to, and LinkedIn and, and, and Wiley were on the same floor at, at the same office building in, in San Francisco at the time. I tried to like get some quotes and talk to some people at LinkedIn for a book. I was essentially writing for them and they wouldn't even like, I, in fact, they were like, Hey, you better not use our logo. Um, you know, and this was Wiley, like world's wow. oldest publishing company. Anyway, um, I love the fact that that social platforms are willing not only to encourage people to create content, but pay them for it. That's really, really cool. I like that. Awesome. LinkedIn, are well, you listening? Hey, it's it's a it's it's the trend. It's the trend is live stream, the trend is yeah. content, the trend is becoming an influencer in your niche. Engage, you know, we are producing. We're yep. so thankful for Engage. They are producing uh, this show twice a week, right? They are literally giving us all the tools that we need or that I need, especially as a host, to bring great guests on like Vivica to really talk about topics that are super relevant in this digital marketing era where things are moving so quickly. But yep. You know, it's it's a trend. It's not going away. It's only speeding up and being more um, like, as you said, it's becoming deeper and it's becoming like so many choices, even for how to how to attack digital marketing, yeah. create your strategy. So great tools, great guests that we offer on this digital live stream. And uh, we're only going to keep doing it because there's so much to explore and so much to talk about. So we're so happy that you could join us today, Vivica. And really dive into how to achieve more quality, right? Um, yep. Leads and and how to truly make your LinkedIn profile, not just the, the resume um, that lives in stone, but how to make it interactive and how to really turn it into a virtual meet and greet and a virtual, virtual almost 
it, like a reverse interview, right? Because yeah, yeah, exactly. Interviewing us, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Make sure you connect with Vivica on LinkedIn. You can find her. She is the LinkedIn expert on LinkedIn and her company is called Vengresso, V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O. So make sure you connect with her. Tell her you saw her on the Engage live stream or heard her on the Engage podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to staying connected with you in the future and we'll have to have you back for another show. Sounds good. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. What a wonderful guest, a wonderful dive into how to really get the most out of your LinkedIn profiles so that you can succeed and be um, a step ahead of your competitors when it comes to virtual selling and taking advantage of the changes that have happened thanks to the crazy pandemic. Guys, I'm Marissa Morgan. I'm your show host. I'm also the business development manager at Engage. If you have questions or topics you'd like to ask the experts for future shows, or you'd like more information about Engage, I'd love with, for you to connect with me and you can do that on LinkedIn. I'm the Marissa Morgan on LinkedIn, or you can email me at marissa.m at engage.com. If you missed today's show, or you tuned in a little bit late, or you're just interested to see more shows that we have done, check out our show library. All of our shows live in our live show library. I'll share that link for you now. That is going to be engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. That's where you can see all of our past shows. Vivica's shows, Vivica's show today will join the library tomorrow. And it's a great way to connect with some wonderful influencers in the digital marketing space. So if you haven't yet checked out our live show library, do that. And if you know somebody who would make an excellent guest for our show, please email me at marissa.m at engage.com. We're always looking for new, insightful guests who bring information and insights to our audience in the digital marketing space. You guys, on behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to invite you to join us for our next show on Tuesday, August 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Our guest expert is Rebecca Kramer, and we'll actually be talking specifically about live streaming and how live streaming can help you grow in 2021 and beyond and what you can do to take advantage of live streaming and all the incredible benefits that it can bring you as a brand or your company and why, if you're not doing it, you should be. We do it twice a week, every Tuesday sometimes Wednesday or Thursday, just depends on our guest schedules, but you can find us twice a week at engage.com or on LinkedIn. And let me put up just for everybody watching our LinkedIn profile as well. We are a LinkedIn company page, engage.com forward slash my company. Join us there. Give us a follow if you haven't already, because that's where you can find out information about upcoming shows and our guests and also our show replays as well. On behalf of myself and the entire team, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Again, if you haven't, make sure you go connect with Vivica Von Rosen. Let her know you caught the podcast or the live stream here at Engage. Thanks again for joining us. Feel free to email me again, marissa.m at engage.com if you have any questions about our platform or if you have any great show topic ideas. Thanks again for watching, and I'll see you guys all next Tuesday.